Season 2, Episode 28 of Faith Over Breakfast. Alright, so, welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. My name is Eric, I'm from The Village, and I'm sitting across from Andy, who is from Mission Church. In Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. This is Faith Over Breakfast, as I said. We had a conversation mostly about your experience celebrating one year in the building and engaging your neighborhood. And hearing their feedback and, yeah, and such. hearing and, the feedback. And that was really cool. And uh, maybe it makes people think a little bit about how they reach out and the meaning. I think it could be helpful for if you're wondering how to engage. Maybe some of the things we learned would, would – uh, be an encouragement. Be an encouragement to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Life. Good deal. Yeah, Thanks. so let us, let's do this thing here. Uh, it is. Eric, good morning. How are you? I am doing good. Yeah, you've, uh, you don't have any coffee. You don't have any food. Yeah, no, I had breakfast with uh, Chris Bloom this morning, so. Oh. Yeah, we all know who he is. He goes to your church, I yep, assume? he's okay. 14. 14. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's up, Chris? Shout out to the Yeah, he, he listens to the podcast all the time, avid listener. Avid listener, yeah. <laughs> I don't even think he knows. All 14-year-olds are, I'm sure. Yes, every single 14-year-old. Man, I had uh, I had breakfast with a 25-year-old, so, you know. That's not actually far off. That's no. Oh. <laughs> I'm Sorry. sure he's... Sorry, Corbin. Yeah, Corbin's yeah. really happy about that yeah. one. But uh, yeah, we uh, so it's faith after breakfast, I guess today again. And um, you have your coffee, so I'm sipping a delicious cup of coffee made by my buddy David over at uh, Rincon Market. So shout oh, out yeah. to David. Thanks, David. We used to. Uh, the, I mean, Rincon Market is kind of the beginnings of this it really whole is. podcast. So yeah, yeah, and so those we we've explained the concept before, but. We used to, before a radio show we did, we used to meet at Rincon Market here in Tucson, Arizona, um, and have a little discussion about what we were going to talk about on the radio show, and then get on there, and as it is with live radio, you don't get to say everything, and, um, and you get very everything. little actual time. You don't get to say anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hi, my name is Eric. I'm pastor of the village, and I think that's a bad idea. Okay, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> But the discussion at breakfast is always good. So yes. the reason we started this podcast was because we wanted the breakfast conversation. Hence the name Faith Over Breakfast. And uh, now we sometimes eat right before the podcast. Yes. But, um, but it is always uh, right on the tail end of a breakfast on a Tuesday for us. So yes. if you're uh, joining us on a Friday, just imagine it's a Tuesday and have this little conversation, candid conversation with us. So, um, Eric, here's uh, here's the deal. We uh, – in typical form, haven't, we haven't talked this through. You're just joining us for our little table talk. So, I uh, and actually our our radio show used to be called a Faith Roundtable, though the table wasn't round. Yeah, the table wasn't round. But before you bring the subject up, I on the way here had a great idea oh. um, to that? unify the churches. Oh, so I think it's probably the most brilliant idea ever. And it will be serving Tucson. So this is how it works. Does it involve Snoop Dogg? It does not involve Snoop Dogg. So uh-huh. it's okay. really good. So you know how lots of churches, they pay licensing fees for any number of things so that they can use them correctly. Really? Yeah. Well, they're supposed, they're supposed to. supposed to do that? Yes. Oh. You know, their music, all that stuff. It doesn't matter. All churches have some form of licensing fee for something. Most of them do. So what if we could got every single church no matter what denomination even even outside of you know the christian faith to donate to what we called the pod or to the pothole 
pothole abatement fund? Abatement fund. And so the churches would take responsibility for the potholes of Tucson. Did you hit the one on plumber driving? I avoided that one. That thing is huge. It's like becoming a crater. It's insane. But think about it. When people say, oh, we don't have potholes. Why? Because the churches fill all our potholes. We uh, could the, the analogies for the gospel and everything are just, I mean, the, yeah. you know, the this could be a thing. This that, could be a thing that can, unite us. Can we do that? Can we? Uh, can you go fill a pothole and not get in trouble? Yeah, I don't know, but maybe we could do something along. You know, just partnership. Pay the, pay the company that does it. Yeah, a partnership with the city. Man, yeah, we could. You know, we'll we'll just talk to Nick, my co-pastor, and say, "Hey, uh, form a pothole filling company, and it'll be done tomorrow." Because he loves to start companies. Yes. Yeah, so let's. Yeah. Like, and then we'll we just, just hire them. Yeah. Nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. All right. So wow. Anyway, what an idea. There's my unifying idea. Yeah. Anybody want to take that? You can have it. It's all yours. Our church. I will just say it right now. Even though the elders have not voted, we will be part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, we can. We could even come up with something like, uh, you know, churches united for pot or something, <laughs> and people <laughs> people will give. <laughs> so well, much. Well, I follow. Felt like this idea kind of segues pretty well into your idea about church and neighborhood and all that. So oh, yeah, talk yeah, to me about absolutely. this. Well, so we uh, – Nick, Nick, my uh, buddy and co-pastor and I had um, – there's been a lot of – we've been talking about at our church, you know, wanting to meet the neighbors. And there had been some talk about like a regular celebration of our moving to our new building and we were going to move that from Christmas to our one year anniversary, but not this year, but next year. And then uh, Nick and I just kind of had a conversation where we were like, look, like, we can talk all day about how to become friends with the neighbors, but let's just invite them to come have dinner at our church on our one year anniversary, which was this Sunday. We're like, let's not wait a year. Let's just invite them to come. Um, and we had about a week maybe a week and a half to really figure that out. And we're like, let's not, you know, let's just cook in the parking lot and just put our normal dinner out there um, and just invite people to come to dinner and just see what happens. And um, and you have a two apartment complexes, like one across the street. Flanking our church, basically. Yes, so you yeah, got, one so on each side. Very visible that you'd be having dinner yeah. out, out in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, I don't think, like, our street is the – main drag for the neighborhood but it's one of them yeah when people are coming into the neighborhood they drive right by so this thing got made up at the last minute honestly like we made a little flyer that i just hand drew it and put you know mike came up with the name taco about a good time you know because mike likes to come up with uh you know non-cheesy things oh yeah 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 the man's um, full of cheese let's yeah, just be honest yeah and the tacos were full of cheese i bet you they were and uh so did you hand those out yeah, so we so then I I've been saying because there's been a lot of hesitance at our church of like how do we engage how do we meet people you know and it's like do we do a mailer or and I've been saying and this you know I would have argued against this myself at one point but I've been saying I think especially in our neighborhood you just take the flyer to people's door right you know and and there's some pushback on that like well people don't like people coming to their door and it's like yeah I I mean. I don't like some people coming to my door, but it's all about what you do. Like there's a lady in my neighborhood who comes around with tamales and the door rings and I go, oh, who's that? And I open it up and she has – and it's her and I go, oh, okay, hold on. Let me see if I have 10 bucks, right. you know? Right. And then um, 
I had a guy come inviting for a church thing, but he he was fine. He was just like, oh, hey, we're from the church down the street, you know, and he didn't like try to come into my house and convert me. And so I was like, oh, thanks, dude, you know. And then we've had the Jehovah's Witnesses come and they're super pushy. And I actually took some of them out on the sidewalk and said, look, the people are being nice to you, but several of the neighbors have told me they don't like it when you when you do this and they don't like that you keep coming back. And so, you know, we, what we'd really appreciate is if you just dropped off your stuff and went away. So I've had all those experiences at my own home. But I was like, we can just – if we just hand a flyer and say, hey, we're the church right over there that you can see and we're going to give you free food if you want Sunday and there's no hidden agenda. We promise. We just – we've been here a year. I, I think that's – yeah, that works. That's gonna work. I think I don't think it's gonna gonna hurt. And I was I was very unsure myself. Like, is there anybody gonna is anybody gonna take us up on this? Uh, but people showed up. I mean, I think we had considering that we put the we <laughs> walked the flyers out the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, we had like fifteen twenty neighbors come and sit with us and have dinner. That's pretty cool. It was great. It was actually amazing. One one brought three platters of homemade empanadas, which were like. Amazing, and uh, and then yeah, other folks just came and some we just put a sign out that just said free food at six thirty, and put all the tables in the parking. So some people just walk were walking by and just were like, oh, rad, you know. So it was it was awesome. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. We had several of the neighbors wanted to see inside the church and you know kind of toured people around. One lady asked if we would be open to her teaching English as a second language out of the church. Um, and these are all people who have been on the neighbor on the street, been watching us, but we've never met. Right. Or one we'd met, but but most we hadn't until this weekend. And um, so first, so that's my little story. I, we got some feedback about our church that I find very interesting. I want to tell you about. But um, you're, I just want to say right now, because people cannot see the video. That I'm excited. Or that you're raising your hand as if you need permission for this. I'm karate chopping. Yeah, you may be. It first looked like you were raising your hand, but then you brought it down as a karate chop. So it, Just like a your father move, actually. Yeah, Have you ever seen your dad do that? He karate chops. Yes, he likes to karate chop. Yeah. Um, I probably learned it from him. Yeah. Which is probably why you're so excited about it. Oh, yeah, very excited. But have you I, – I think you guys have done things like this at the Village, like in some way, shape, or form, right? Like, yeah, we have. Not, yeah. So wh- what's that been like for you? Well, I want to fully hear your story, then I'll tell no, you. No, I want let, to – let's go back and forth on this because I – so, okay, I know this isn't a novel idea. The The feedback we got was, I think, I want the to hear the feedback. That's okay, a, let's jump into the feedback. That's and then, then I can give you – yeah, I can give you our, our experience of the neighborhood. The yeah, okay. So here was my favorite – so that what I learned, and I might have – Maybe I knew some of this, but it sunk in. I learned that the people of our neighborhood wanted to know us, but didn't think they could just come. Um, the people that we met. or, or And uh, I think there's a general – we learned that people had no – you know, they didn't, they didn't think that just because a church was in the area that they could walk in, whether they wanted to or not. Um, and – and I think there was just some general confusion about what we do and general confusion about what churches might do that we heard. So my favorite feedback was this one family that, that came and actually had a great time and hung out. They, um, they expressed that they've been really curious about us. And I said, oh, you know, why is that? And they said, well, Sunday morning, there's nobody here, you know. And uh, now we have a sign out that says we – church is at 430. Right. Right on the street. So – but the, you know their paradigm is 
churches meet on Sunday morning. So they they were like, nobody's here. And then we hear this music, and I was like, oh, is that annoying or anything? And the guy was like, oh, no, no, no. It's actually like – it's just like sort of in the background. I kind of like it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then he's like – and then you guys are just like – you open this door, and you're just doing dishes. And there's just all of these people doing dishes. And we've been trying to figure out, like, what do they do there? Like, they're not there on Sunday morning. You know, they come. They're playing music. And then they're doing dishes. Yeah. All right, because you guys do your dishes outside. Well, there's just the kitchen is on the side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the side, and we kind of usually the door gets opened, and you you could just it's probably kind of a loud like everybody. There's this small group that clamors into the kitchen and does the dishes, and I think you just hear them and you hear the dishes. And so you know, I'm just imagining that you know these folks are going like, what is that? Like, what do these people do? They just all show up at church, sing a song, and then they just bring their dishes. And they all do group dishes, and then they take them home, and then you know <laughs> <laughs> everybody brings their own plate, and their own fork. You know, I, I don't, know. I don't know, but it was just funny because they they were just like, "What do you do?" And I said, "Oh, um, well, we just meet at night because both of our, you know, these are two churches that got together, and we both met at night for semi practical reasons, and generally, some of our people are used to that, and it's kind of nice, and it's a little different, and." Um, so it's just church and, you know, people come and there's a little coffee out before. So some people come early, but then we, we have a, a worship service with music and then somebody teaches from the Bible and then we sing a few more songs and then we have dinner and we do the dishes, you know? And, uh, and they were just like, Oh, that's awesome. Like, sure. And then they were like, could we come? I said, yeah, absolutely. Of course. You know? And then, um, and there was another lady who came, and she was, uh, she's like, I've lived in this neighborhood for twenty years. I've been watching you guys for this past year, and like, kind of was like, you did a good job on the building. Thank you. Um, but she, she was like, this was a very good idea. And I was like, what's that? She said, inviting us here to have some food. Very good idea. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then she was like, she was like the one who wanted to teach. And she's like, could I like teach an English class in this building? I was like, probably. I was like, we'll talk about it, you know? And she was like, so it wouldn't be like a Christian English class, you know? I was like, oh, I I mean, are you a Christian? She's like, oh, here's how they, here's how I say it. And like to my friends from Mexico, it's like, she's like, I'm an atheist, but don't mess with the Virgin Guadalupe. You know, like I still have some faith or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't mess with the Virgin. And I was like, uh, okay. I was like, um, but I mean, you're teaching English though, right? Like not like, you know, just English. She's like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's fine. I was like, we're like, that's just good for the community. Right. She's like, yeah. I was like, well then, I mean, that's okay. I mean, if you come in and like teach that, you know, God is a lie or something, I'm, but if you're teaching English and she was just like, oh, okay. And she's like, could I come to the service sometime? Like, Yeah. Anytime you want. And so she was, I think her nerves were like, if my beliefs are, if I'm not 100% all in, can I come be around? Would you allow me in this building? Right. Right. And then another lady was saying a similar thing that she'd been watching us. And, and she, she was just like, she was just like, I would love to come here. Could I come? You know? And I said, of course. And could I bring my daughter? Of course. And she, 
she was just like, I, I just don't, you know, I just didn't know if I could come. And I think one of my big takeaways was number one, you know, I have this assumption from being involved in church that I'll, I could see any church and I assume they want people to come. Right, right, right. Because you've been there. Because I've been there. And grew up there. But then it just, it settled in. And I think I could have told you this, but it settled in hearing it from several people. No. Generally, even people, like all of these people, I think were saying they weren't uncomfortable with God, but they didn't think they could come into the church. Like they didn't think when they saw our church or probably any church that they could walk in and be a part of it. So that was a, that was a wake up call. That was a good reminder. I think people felt honored by being invited Mm -hmm. and I'm always, I am hesitant to invite sometimes because I don't want to make people uncomfortable. Right. But then it realizing they're uncomfortable now. Like if there's any chance they want to, want to come around, they're not going to come without an invitation. Right. Right. And, uh, and then just everybody's watching us. Like that was my other, like, you know, all these people were going like, we've been watching. Like we've been pay- we've been wondering, we've been curious what you do. Right. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, so when, when have you done things like that and what have you learned? Well, I mean, when we first got the building, we did a very similar thing. Um, we didn't do it on the year anniversary. I think we moved in and the church itself, when we moved into the neighborhood, had maybe four or five people going to it. And it was a, your, yours was a church. Ours wasn't. Right. Yeah. So it already had some of that going. I mean, but people in the neighborhood hadn't been inside the church. Right. So we invited the neighborhood and the broader neighborhood to come be part, see it. Yeah. Come inside, look at it. And we had people stationed all over the place because we hadn't done a lot to it. Right. To explain to people the kinds of changes we were looking to make and what it would look like. And what, and so... That was very successful in the sense that it uh, it let the neighborhood come inside and be part. Yeah. And it, it made it so that at the time, so some of the neighbors around our church have moved, but um, at the time it made all of our actual neighbors, so, you know, next right. door neighbors and back neighbors, um, we all had a relationship in the yeah. sense that they looked after the church It was handy because, you know, our our building is right in the middle of the neighborhood, and at the time, when there's nobody going to the church, homeless people begin to take up residency there, and and that's not a good thing. I mean, their condition aside, or it's just not good for the neighborhood. It brings in crime and those kinds of things. So they were just happy to have... A resident. Yes. Somebody People moving in and out and and that kind of thing. So... um. So that that was good. The other issue that we run into is, and it's the I don't know if your neighborhood's this way. Your actual neighborhood is, as you said, but the Jehovah Witnesses have really kind of pounded our actual street and my, neighborhood. My actual street, which is closer actually to your church, interestingly. Yes. Um, but we we for a, it's been a little bit, but we got we were getting just like r- many many repeat visits, and yeah, yes. like. And that's where, like, I'd heard from neighbors, they were talking to me, maybe because I was a pastor, and going, like, what do we say to these people? We're trying to be nice. And, right. And I was like, yeah, you got to be clear. Like, if if you don't want them to come back, you need to say, please don't come back. You don't have to be a jerk, but 
if right. you say it was nice to see you and like they they're going to take that as yeah i'm coming back next week yes definitely yeah so i mean one of the things that we did after that is because we didn't i mean we didn't want to go um door to door and really do the same thing that Jehovah's Witnesses were doing. So right. we sent out a letter explaining everything that we do, that they were welcome, yep. but that we didn't want. But we we actually addressed the Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah. We also addressed the fact that so Saint I think it's Saint Cyril is right on the corner of Swan and yeah. And so actually, a lot of our immediate neighborhood is Catholic. Yeah. And so we didn't want to actually push in on their faith and say, hey, like we have. A different, a different version right. of following Jesus. So you should come follow our version, um, because people are are very strong in their Catholic right. faith in that neighborhood. So we want to be careful that way. So those two things uh, we've done. The, when it comes to saying, "Hey, we're neighbors" and that kind of thing, we have done Christmas caroling, yep, and not gotten a response. And so I live in just this neighborhood, basically next to our church. I mean, it's a few streets down. But what I've experienced even in our own neighborhood is that you can get people to come to a little party or something. Right. It takes a lot of work because people aren't out on the street in our neighborhood. Mm. And they all have those wrought iron. The way many of the houses are designed, it's a wrought iron gate and then the door. Yeah. So if you're going to talk to anybody, you're talking through a wrought iron gate. Right. And people don't like to come out and talk. They don't. When people walk in our neighborhood, it's actually hard to get people to smile at you and say hello. Yeah. Um, it's uh, not a lot of kids on mm. the streets. So I don't know. I mean, so that's that section of the neighborhood, it's just difficult and, and, and to really engage that way, though we've tried. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I mean, but that doesn't, so yeah, neighborhood wise, like just as a friendly church as an entity, we've not necessarily. Um, had a lot of response, but there are a number of people in the neighborhoods that we, that come to our church and who we've engaged and helped yeah. um, because the church is there. And one of the things that we've done with the church is that if you come and knock on our door, we believe God sent you there. And so right. we've and lots of people come and ask for help. And so we invite them into our community and into being part. And sometimes they stay for a while and go yeah. in our neighborhood, but it, it helps. Yeah. Uh, that's has been the same in our first year, and will be, I assume. Yeah. Like especially with apartments and you know the the type of apartments next to us are they lend to temporary. Like it often is where somebody is landing for a short period of time. I think. Yes. So I I expect us to see that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So y- you guys sent the letter. I mean, we actually have noticed, and there. Our neighborhood's really interesting. It's a real mix, like the church neighborhood, um, of, and even my physical neighborhood. Not most people don't have front walls and stuff like that. Some do, but most don't. Um, but the the church neighborhood is a mix of some people do, some don't. Um, but there, I think there are more people outside. A lot more people who take walks. Um, yeah, I just I had the sense. I was like, I think in this area. A mailer, generally. Uh, yeah, so you know. I could talk about mailers because we just sent one out. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> well, we sent a mailer to our neighborhood when we went to two services. Yeah. Uh, because we thought, oh, this is, you know, we did it uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. 
And it was actually relatively successful 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that there are people in our community right now who came because of the flyer. Right. Um, so this year, so we decided to do it at like maybe every 10 years we'll send out a flyer. Plus we wanted to say, hey, we have a second service. It's in the morning. You know, you're welcome yeah. to come. Here's the – we got some people. There's a few people who came. And they didn't come back. Yeah. They, you know, it was obvious that they were just wanting to check out what, what was going on. Yeah. Um, but we got a lot of phone calls saying, we do not want to be on your mailing list. Yeah. Please take us off the mailing list. Um, we've, we've learned now that it's, you need to not have somebody's name on there. So we, when we sent the just mailer, we bought their, their names and everything. Right. Not a good idea. People do not like direct mailers to their name because mm. I think they feel like either they're trying to be manipulated or they're on some list or. Well, I think what's happened with with uh, all the the phishing emails and yeah. people getting your info, you know, which is a new fear. I think it wasn't as big of a thing ten years ago, but now when you see somebody has my name and address, you think they've got they've bought my info or got my info somewhere even though with mail you just you know you can just go down to the post office and do that right but um or go online but uh but i think that triggers that fear right where interestingly walking up to the door and i and i get i you know the people who were nervous we were all nervous you know i i was one of the people who went and delivered these and i was nervous sure as we went out and then it didn't take long like to realize, you know, some people were like, didn't really want to come out the door. And if you just recognize that and just go like, hey, we're from the church over there. We're get, doing a free dinner Sunday. It's our one-year anniversary. You want a flyer? And a lot of those people were like, oh, yeah, thanks, you know, and that was good. Um, but some people, you know, came right out the door, closed the door, you know, wanted to have a conversation. Like, oh, sure. sweet. Yeah. You know, and I don't think the mailer would have Doesn't have the same effect. face-to-face thing. Right. And we also like we all just dress. I was wearing my uh, Tucson Hip Hop Festival shirt, and uh, you know had Abby with me, and you know one of the other couples took their dog, and I, we we didn't like talk about that, but it just happened very organically. Mm. Like we just, I think we looked like casual, and so it wasn't, and the flyer was casual, like it was hand drawn and had like a really poorly drawn taco on it that said yum, you know? And so it wasn't like this formal, and it wasn't. We weren't inviting you to like this formal thing. We're not trying to make you join our church. Seriously, just having a party. Right. Well, One dude, this is my favorite. One guy heard it was a pool party and showed up in his swimsuit. And (laughs) (laughs) it was like, where's the pool? And then he went home. We were like, oh, uh, oh, sorry, man. Like, we have a pool table. <laughs> if you want to shoot some pool, but. <laughs> best. I think Mike was, Mike jokingly was like, oh, we could baptize you or something. And he was like, uh, no, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> yeah. I think what's interesting is when you think about, or at least my think about my own experience of, I guess what we would call evangelism or bringing the gospel to people. Uh, I feel like one, I work in the world that you work in, which is church, and I grew up right. in church, so I have the same concept you do. That I think every church wants people to come to it. Um, 
Which some might not. Yeah, they may not. But 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 I. And they don't want everybody to come. Right. They want a certain type of person to come. But I assume they do. When I look at the church, I, I do think, too. Yeah, I yeah. make that assumption. Um, but the other thing is, I also work in the world, and I, I'm I'm not trying to be. It's not trying to be judgmental of other people or anything like that. It's just I work in the intellectual world. My church tends to be relatively intellectual. And yeah. so there are two kinds of people I run into. One is a kid who grew up in church or a person who grew up in church and they've rejected God. And yeah. they, and they've, so they have an idea of what church is like and they're pushing against that. Yeah. And or, they, want, they probably want this more intellectual working out of things. Is that true? Like yes. They, they want that. Yeah. They want have, that. We have that too. And then the other yeah, – I think the other kind of thing is I run into people who are, are very smart and have a strong sense of their atheism and their strong right. – and so – and they have the suspicion that the church is just a con game. Right. And so they're they're not watching the church carefully to see what they're right. about. They have their own preconceived notions and it's it's adversarial. Right. So I superimpose that on a lot of people, those right. two positions. Yes. I think the, I think we as church, the team that like talked about this presupposed those two right. on and, most people. And I think – and maybe that comes because I've done a lot of college ministry. And so in some ways mm-hmm. college ministry, at least back in the day, I think it may be less this way. Maybe it isn't. It, it, it had an adversarial tone. Like if you yeah. said you were a Christian, you had to – really work hard not to undo all the stereotypes to talk about God with people who, right. you know, everywhere they're going, is they're hearing it kind of an anti-God message. And they, and, and, or they have had some experience with Christians who are extremely judgmental and extremely, um, or I guess their, their mode of evangelism is a, you're going to hell kind of yeah. mode. Or they just see that Christians keep getting making a mess of things, mm-hmm. or at least that's what's being pointed out. So you're always trying. You're always on the defensive. You're always that kind of evangelism. It's a very apologetics oriented, not what you're talking about, which is actually more neighborhood oriented, and where people, you know, it seemed like the big question. There were questions of. I think I, I subtly heard two things. One was, can I come around even though my life's not right? Right. Like I did – I heard that like very clearly from, from one person, um, which I just told him, oh, like, y- you know, there are people who go to our church regularly who are having the same problem. And and you're like, and I'm one of them. And I'm – it's me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just the truth. And she was just like – actually, I think like, oh, really? You know? And right. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the other The other thing was just like, do you want me? Yes. It had, you know, it wasn't like, am I going to disagree with you? Are you smart enough? Just like, do you even want me? Right. Yeah. Right. And I think you're right. In the sense, our culture, what your experience is, it's become more and more like it's mooring is lost. It doesn't mm-hmm. have, and so people are looking at the church, which seems at times to be moored and to be connected to th- something. And they're like, right. can I actually be part of that? Or do I have to like jump through all these hoops to be part of that? Or what's. Right. And, and. And even by be part of it, just like I mean, the, the first question is just like, would you even want to talk to me? Like, right? Can I even come in the door and like think, like just not think about your message? Probably it's right. first like, can I just come in the door and will you guys just want to talk to me? Yeah, you know, or just have me around? Yeah, um, yeah. So that it was it was really helpful to hear that and see that in some really tangible ways. Just made me think that. You know, and I've and I've known this and heard this, but it, 
I guess just an encouragement to the people listening, like, like invite people to church and not just for the sake of like converting them, you know, like that could happen, I guess, but let them just let people know that you wish they were there. Yeah. Just, just because, I mean, I was thinking about, somebody was talking to me about dating the other day and they're like, where do you meet people? And, uh, and I was like, you know, I mean, if you're a Christian, like usually like in some kind of church context and if you're not, you know, then you go find some group. If it's the group that gets a beer every night or the group that does, you know, water harvesting together with a passion or, you know, you get in the, in a circle of some kind and that's where you're going to meet people. Um, and it dawned on me that, you know, the, so many people don't have a family, a right. circle, right. right? And one of the biggest appeals of the church, and I don't think this is all wrong, is like that there's there's a family there to is. it. Yes, and uh, you know I think we it's have this we have this weird sense that you have to come in through doctrine first, right? But how do you how do you even become a Christian? Most of you through your family, right? And so sometimes people are going to come in through relationships, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, you're, you're always going to come through relationship. Right. I mean, it's very rare that you just – You just have this uh, epiphany. change of uh, – you're like, oh, I have a new worldview all of a sudden. And I think right. I'm going to go down to that building down the street and go in there. Well, I think it's interesting that you – like that maybe your church building itself – and the collective of your church is a is a better um, witness right. than the individual, right? Um, in the sense that sure. sometimes when you're with your friend and you're trying to get them to come to yeah. church, there's this weird, odd pressure sometimes yeah. that makes it strange. But when the church is in the neighborhood and people are watching it, and then all of a sudden they're invited into a larger entity, right? There's not any particular individual and relational. Right thing happening there until they meet you sitting on the car or in the parking lot. Right, that right. that may and that may be changing. I mean, there's a big thing movement now about neighborhood churches and parish churches and you yeah. know ministering to the the neighborhood. Well, and and we know that because we're in church circles, but our neighborhood doesn't know. No, that. they don't. You know, and that was the and I think I knew this technically, but but again, you know, it's another thing to experience it and hear it from somebody. But just the fact that your church is there doesn't mean people think it's for them or they can come. It dawned on me, I was thinking about it. Say I'm walking through a neighborhood and I see a building, an unmarked building, right. and I hear somebody talking inside. Do I think I should go in there? Right. No, I, of course not. I think somebody's in there doing a thing. For them, yes. No, it's not for me, right? And um, and I, that's that's what it's like to look at a church if you're not used to going. Right. It's they're doing a thing. It's for them. Um, and so we probably need to be very, very intentional to say you're welcome here, and here's what it is. You right. know, um, and yeah, it was just helpful to. To think that through and experience that right. this week. That people, when you went and said, you can come here and have some food with us, they went, oh, I'd like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was good. Yeah, it uh, it's hard. 
it almost feels like we're those of us who grow up in the church, we have an advantage and a disadvantage. And the major disadvantage is we're just, we can't see what it's like for just your everyday person to, to see what it would be like to watch a church do its thing. Right. that is. Yeah, I would agree. And I mean, I think we live in a very churched culture, even when we talk about it being unchurched. There's still a, people have a, they have a set. Yeah thing they think yeah you're not walking into the city and and talking about jesus and it's a whole new thing and so you're the one church and now everybody's trying to figure out what that is right people have a paradigm and an assumption of some kind right of what yes this is there was a yeah one of the one of the people who came when we first went to their door immediately was just like are you this kind of church right you know they had they had a type in their mind and we weren't you know, that at all. Um, and I was like, oh, no, you know. And I didn't say, like, they stink or anything. But I was just I was just like, no. And I didn't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. But I think that that was – they were like, oh, okay, if you're that, I'm not interested. Seen that, done that. Right. Um, but then when they were like, oh, you're not, they were like, okay, cool. I'll be there. And they were. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. But, and, I mean, I think, you know, I think there's – my experience is that there are a lot of people, in particular in Tucson, who have tried out church. Oh, for sure. And then they and they maybe even went for a year or two. Right. And then they either it, it just wasn't for them or they something happened. Right. But they didn't feel part. And instead of looking for another church, they just like they well, just stopped. I tried it. Yeah. And they weren't people who grew up in the church. They they believe in Jesus, but maybe they, their doctrine or how they understand a relationship with Jesus is not something that is completed yet. And they just walked away and they – Well, I think we in Christian circles have to imagine – like we would do the same – like imagine that you were starting to think like, you know, I think it's actually about enlightenment and Buddha. Right. And you were like, I'm thinking about this. It's on my mind. I'm going to try Buddhism out. You'd probably go to – you'd pick one temple. Yes. Right? And you'd go there and see what it's like. And you would probably decide that Buddhism was like that one temple. Mm-hmm. And you would either be really into it or you'd go, no, it wasn't for me. And then you'd go around and tell all your friends, yeah, Buddhism wasn't for me. I tried that. Right. Well, you tried it at that one temple, right? right. Um, that that's, that's what a lot of people's experience with churches is they, they try Christianity. They see one version of it. Um, and for some of us who've been in church circles a lot, we know there's a lot of flavors. There's a yes. lot of different yes. – this gets worked out in many different ways. And, yeah, they're not going to just keep trying a different one. Right. They're, they're going to be done. And I think what was kind of remarkable, because I've had a few of these conversations recently, is that nobody really noticed that they left. Right. Nobody like nobody said, why'd you go? You know, because they went and tried out, you know, Calvary Chapel. Right. And they tried it out for a year and nobody – you know, well, but, and some of our some even if you come to a small church for a few weeks and you go, my assumption from my background is my family tried churches and we left and we went to another one. Right. So I assume if you let you probably went, you just it wasn't for you and you went looking for another one. So I feel bad, right? Like calling and going, oh, what's going on? You yeah. Know? It's but maybe that would be nice. Yeah. Like, if you take yourself out of the Christian forever experience, like maybe sure. they're going. Oh, nobody even noticed I left. Nobody cares. Right. Yeah. Well, certainly if you were there for a year, 
then you left and nobody said anything. Right. That would be interesting. Right. <laughs> Probably wouldn't happen in a small church. Well, I typically when somebody's with us for a year and leaves, I know why. Right. Exactly. Right. I I've been there's been some kind of discussion or they've leveled several complaints about the music or something, right? And I right. go, okay, I know why. Like they Right. You know, and then you start seeing pictures of them at the other church and you go, oh, right. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and we're dealing with the the younger – so the, you kind of follow the younger person on their Facebook feed. To yeah, figure out. which is weird, right? Right. So, <laughs> I just – it just happened to me. I, I I saw somebody posting from another church and I was like, oh, that's where they are. <laughs> I went, oh, uh, you know, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is uh, – a. Which is a weird. It is a weird thing. thing. I kind of hate it, but but it happens. Hey, that's been a solid, uh, yeah, solid was, conversation. Yeah, it's interesting conversation. Thanks for thanks for talking. Um, hey, you can email us at faithoverbreakfast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at faithoverbreakfast. We have a Facebook page. We're out there. We don't. We even know, have a website. We even have a website. Or so com. we we need you know here's the thing I'm just gonna admit we're not we're not as good at the social medias as we should be. Oh well, wait, I'm not gonna put the should. We are not. Yeah, and neither of us really cared that much to be. Yeah, but we but you know I know that some of the conversation could happen there. So I just want to say to you, listeners, if you want to ask us a question on Facebook or if you want to when we post. Um, uh, an episode, if you want to share that, or if you want to comment on it and ask us a question, we'll get back to you. Yeah. We'll definitely do that. And that would actually almost help us get more active if you engage with us there. So, uh, it's a weird thing to say, help us do social media, but please, uh, honestly, that'd be, that'd be fine. Certainly. And, and I think, you know, most of our listeners, though, I know there are listeners around the world, but most of our listeners consist of your church and my church yep. and our friends and people yep. who are connected to us. So I know I've gotten a lot of feedback, and you have. The people enjoy our conversation. They enjoy the way just hearing two guys who have some different views on things discuss right. things. But sometimes, you know, we're busy people, and we don't have a lot of time to sit down and make show notes and try to think through things. So if there's if something you, you're wanting to, to hear? Or, yeah, yeah, or like, man, I'd there. love to hear those two guys work that out with each other. Man, put it up there, and we'll work it out. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Over yeah. breakfast. Over after breakfast.